Hello everyone, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Marlena. You're listening to Geeks in a Podcast. Hello everyone. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to Two Geeks in a Podcast. I don't know why you didn't say our name, but I did. (laughs) Just to remind you. Um, So we're just going to get right into it. We're running on um, a time limit here, so we just want to get straight back into our... uh, Women in Film. Women in Film series. We've been talking about getting back to that for a while, and we want to keep through on our promise. So... In this episode, we're going to kind of focus on two people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Rather so, and we hope in future episodes to kind of focus on on more, but we're going to focus on who we've been really researching and focusing on. Yeah, because it's, it's, like we said it before, it's a lot, and I'm the type of person that, like, if I read something, I'm like, I want to know more. I want to know the backstory to that, and then there's a the backstory to that, and yeah. it's just like a rabbit hole of, like, information. And I've, I write notes, but I forget them or I lose them. So it's of like, course. I'm sorry. It's pointless. Yeah. But like there's some characters or some, not characters, but like people that we did learn about that we would like to, to share with to you share. all. Yeah. So um, um, be, we could talk about your person first because your person is. Like um, 19. She was born 1908. Yeah. Um, but her name is Lupe Velez and she's a Mexican a- actress, dancer and singer. Uh, from the, like during the golden age of Hollywood and films, and um, I thought she was pretty cool because she was Mexican and I'm Mexican. So I'm like, that's that's pretty neat. I didn't think there was any characters, or I'm sorry, I keep saying characters, people, actresses who were of like Mexican descent or just yeah. Mexican because she came, she was from Mexico. And where was um, she born? Or- she was born in. I oh, damn it, I had it on here, but she was born in Mexico. I think San Luis Potosi. Yep, San Luis Potosi. Uh, in Mexico, and she's the daughter of like a well, like a military man, and it was during like the Porfirio time. Like oh, he was okay. like a dictator, uh-huh. whatever. But that their family was like really well off, so she was able to get educated. Um, I think she went to Texas, I believe. Oh wow! Um, no, I'm so, yeah, to Texas uh, to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and she learned to speak English, and she began dance, and um, like she really enjoyed that, and she, like. That was like her passion. She wasn't a great student, but she was passionate about dance and singing. Um, and then uh, she like kind of started doing that, started doing like the silent film in Mexico. Got it. Like vaudeville, all that. Um, and I believe, I might be wrong, but like her dad wasn't really a fan of it. So she changed like her whole name, her original, like her name is like Via Lobos. Um like Guadalupe, um, I'm sorry, Maria Guadalupe Villalobos Velez, which is her mother's maiden name, but her dad kind of didn't like that, so he she removed the Villalobos and just stuck stuck with Lupe, oh, okay. Lupe Velez, mm-hmm. uh, Lupe Velez. Um, <clears throat> but um, she was pretty good. Like she was popular over in in Mexico, um, and she was like known to be like kind of outspoken. Like she she knew what she wanted. And yeah. so she, she'd fight for it. Um, and then that's kind of where that whole, like, the fiery Latina comes. Cause, like, she's, oh. I'm thinking, I don't, they didn't mention anything, but I'm just seeing that where it's like, she, the roles that she would play would it be was like, the like the spicy, first, 
yeah. crazy, fiery Latina. But, like, she, like, first had her breakthrough. Like, I think it was, like, in Broadway or whatever, something like that. That's but what she then, did, like, her start? Yeah. Because yeah. then she, start, she started there, then she transitioned over to uh, the United States. But she was doing the whole, like, like I said, silent film. She was the backup dancer, all that good stuff. Yeah. And then finally when they did the whole, like, talking or whatever the whole they when they added sound sound to, yeah. i'm sorry because mm-hmm. i'm a two-year-old no you <laughs> can't think of words um she was still kind of popular but she was kind of casted as like you know stereotypical roles and stuff like that mm-hmm. but she was really successful like that that was the pretty cool thing about it that she was still successful um so she was able to make that transition from silent over to sound films uh sound films and um made a couple of good Good mo- good movies. There was like a good one that stood out to me because where was it? What was the name of the film? Something Wolf. Um, oh darn! But she was she. There was a lot of popularity, and uh, it was just continued success from like 1939 through 1944. And like mm. there was like a B list comedy series that she started and it was like b-list and it was called the girl from mexico (laughs) and then uh it was actually quite popular and they made like other movies like eight i believe in total really and so like it was she it was very popular but like other than that like her personal life she was like crazy (laughs) she was like she'd get into fights with like her boyfriends and stuff like in public like she was crazy there was one was like she broke up with this gentleman and like he was leaving like on a boat and she like sh- shot fire <laughs> like she's oh, she, was, she was she was no joke yeah, yeah. she was not the one to be messed with oh, dang. Um, but the th- sadly um she she ended up overdosing like oh. it was just like she she was pregnant with some uh, with a baby uh and i don't know it was just chaos and all that stuff i don't know i think the man was married or i, I don't remember but um she she ended up overdosing, and they think it was because, like, oh, because she was stuck, or she didn't want to bring a child into this world that was, like, fatherless or whatever. But people, there's other people who speculate and say, like, well, that's not really true because, like, she kind of, like, she was proud of who she was. Yeah. And she, there was no shame. She didn't shame. care what anybody nah. thought. She didn't care what anybody thought. So they're just, like, it might have just been, like, she she was suffering from, like, she's either bipolar yeah. or something like that. People done some... um like read up, up, up on her and they've made those claims and like it went it wasn't suicidal because of like the whole shame thing it might yeah. have just been like she was probably depressed yeah and so which seems um, to be a lot of the the what a lot the of pattern like starlets yeah met that same so thing it's very sad yeah so she overdosed on like sex secondal 75 pills dang um and a glass of brandy and then like her friends found her the next day like and it was there was a suicide note, and this is what it said. It was to Harold, who was the guy I think that was the father of the baby. May God forgive you and forgive me too. But I prefer to take my life away and our babies before I bring him with shame or killing him. But there's always like this speculation Whoa. where it's like, well, did she write that? Yeah. And then on the back it was like, how could you, Harold, fake such a great love for me and our baby when all this time you didn't want us? I see no other way out for me. So goodbye and good luck to you. Love, Lupe. Um, so it's wow. really, it's tragic. It's very yeah. tragic. But other than that, like she's, um, she's, she was, you know, popular in her time and she kind of left her mark in, in, in that era. 
Um, and I never could find that film that I, that kind of like set her, but I'm like, I think it was something wolf. I keep saying it. If I find out, I'll, I'll let you guys know if I think about it. But yeah, that was the person that I read upon. I'm like, oh, that was pretty neat finding out about a Mexican character or Mexican yeah, especially back actress. then. And yeah. it's really sad because it's like, I don't know. Nothing's really changed as far. They're still so limited. But yeah. it's, it's cool to see it that there was, you know, a Mexican actress who was very popular in her time, even mm-hmm. back then. Especially just because of, you know, segregation yeah. and all but that. The, yeah, she was yeah. casted as, like, well, stereotypical. A stereotype. Like, the like Latina. The, um, yeah. good Lord, what was it, May Wong? Yes. Yes, just like May Wong. Just thing. like a lot of other, um, Hattie McDaniel and mm-hmm. kind of just typecasted into these specific positions. Oh, the film was called Wolf Song. Okay. Um, okay. That's what it was. And the only reason I brought, reason why I bring that up is because like the outfit or the costume that she she wore is really pretty. Um, really was desi- was designed by um Edith Head, who is like a popular, popular like seamstress costume designer. Um and she's also the um inspiration for Edna Mode on The Incredibles. Got it. I just how to bring her in. Yeah. And I might touch up on her um yeah, we have Edith, to bring her Edith, up. I keep saying Edith. It's Edith. 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 What Jesus is wrong Christ. with that? Uh, yeah. Um, Edith. Edith Head. Yes. Um, and she designed that costume. It's really pretty. So, yeah, I thought I'd bring that up. But anyways, who is it that you wanted to talk about? Like, um, Well, before I get into who we talk about, I watched the Oscars uh-huh. uh, this weekend, and they mentioned... Good Lord. It was a commercial or uh, like a behind, you know, like a quick, they're talking about something else. They married Mary Pick. They mentioned Mary Pickford. Really? Yes. And I was like, oh my God, mom, I know who that is. I know who that is. Um, Which if you have to listen to our last episode, Mary Mm -hmm. Pickford was real, uh, one of the only female executives. I believe Once they started kicking women out, she's also responsible for, or uh, she has credit to- Forming the Oscars, uh-huh. the whole motion pictures arts of, yeah, she's credited for that. Right. She helped start the Oscars, uh-huh. which is, you know, crazy. And she started United Artists, mm-hmm. um, which is another a production company. Speaking of production company, that brings me to who I want to talk about. Uh-huh. <laughs> so our, our, my, my, my person is um, a couple decades right, after later. Don Steele. Mm-hmm. Total just name of a baddie. Like, yeah. first of all, and that was her name, by the way. It was not like a, it was she didn't not change a her name and alias. Yeah, or. her dad chose her name. And um, I think that was the dad's last name. He was, uh, um, he was, I'm sorry. Good. I'm, I'm having total brain farts. Why do I do this? <laughs> he um, no, changed his uh, last They're They're both, both their parents were Russian Jews. Uh huh. And he changed his last name to Steele because he was like oh. a muscle man. Oh, okay. Like, so he changed his name to Steele. Oh, and wow. then they couldn't come up with the name. And I think he said the the night before she was born or whatever, uh-huh. he watched the Don Rise because he couldn't sleep. Oh, poetic. So <laughs> that's why my name is Don. Yeah. So um, anyways, Don Steele, I believe, was born in Long Island. Total, it's just amazing to me as I talk about it, how I read her book, Mm -hmm. which is They Can't Kill You, They Can't 
ooh, they can kill you, but they can't eat you. Yeah. I think it's like her memoir. Very good. Right. Very good. She wrote it um, in 1993. Unfortunately, she died of brain cancer right, in right. 1997. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually really glad that she got the chance, you know, to write. Yeah, to tell her yeah. story. But she started out um, as, um, I think, working in the marketing, de- for marketing, for Penthouse Magazine, mm-hmm. which is an adult that, magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Playboy's competition. Yeah, Playboy's competition. And basically was selling adult products. <laughs> That's kind of like her her humble beginning, just yeah. selling these adult products. Um, and I think her biggest, it went from adult products to like gag novelty gifts. Right. And she started selling knockoff Gucci toilet paper. <laughs> and She's like a true hustler. She's like a just... true hustler in every sense of the word. Uh-huh. Um after just a couple years of doing, you know, the, uh, she started her own company, you know, selling like these wow. gag gifts okay. and stuff. And then kind of got to the point where there was some legal trouble, obviously. Gucci. Gucci. The funny thing is Gucci wasn't even so much pissed about like the fact that it was a knockoff. They were pissed that it was toilet paper because they were like out of yeah. all the things to use, like, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> after that, she had be, kind of been hearing, you know, getting invitations. Oh, you should come to Hollywood. You should get to come to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And then I think just after finally a couple years, um, she took them up on the right. offer. It was very sad, um, though, because in her early childhood, her father had a mental breakdown, like uh-huh. a complete mental breakdown. And it really, really, really put a heaviness on uh-huh. the whole family and really affected her relationships as an adult okay. as well. Like future relationships. Um, because it's have. like, here is this man who you loved and depended on. Uh-huh. And he's just gone. Like, you know, just mentally gone. And she watched her mother kind of have to step up uh-huh. and take charge. Uh-huh. And I think that kind of played a lot into like hustling. Yeah, and that's doing what I was going to say. Yeah. You have to do what you have to do to survive. So she started off as a producer, junior executive. Uh Uh-huh. And basically just, oh, she was in marketing, I think, for Columbia Pictures. Um, And just what was her big, big thing? Her first big major project was marketing of Star Trek, the movie, which at the time was like a huge disaster in the making just as far as the production they were behind schedule they needed sponsors to kind of like help promote the movie it was a mess and she kind of put something together that kind of like changed like last minute yeah last minute she's quick like a quick witted or quick witted yeah and the thing about it she was promoted after that and this is like her first her really only big project that was promoted but it kind of goes to show you um, I really enjoyed her book because it really shows how the, the movie industry uh-huh. works. A lot of these people have no idea what they're doing, executives. They're just businessmen. Like, that's exactly what it is. Half but when time, it comes to film, you mean, like, they don't know. Yeah. Like, she had what no idea what movies, what it took to make a movie. Right. But it's like, how can we sell this? Like, what's going to sell oh, okay. is a lot of what movie making yeah. is, to be honest. Um. She's responsible for a lot of 80s hits that we love. I right. know she's responsible. She was producer, I think, on Flashdance. Uh-huh. And nobody wanted Flashdance. Uh-huh. Um, nobody. She got approached by 
this like lowly agent who was representing like a lowly writer. Right. And she said she read it and she just really could connect to the main character. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she fought tooth and nail to get that approved. Uh And it ended up becoming, you know, a huge huge classic. Um, She's done like Top Gun. I think she's worked for Footloose. Uh Um, And those are all like 80s classics. You think of. Yeah, I I, I don't have them in front of me, but definitely look up Dawn Steele. She's responsible for a lot of a lot of hits. Mm -hmm. But I think what she's she grew prominent, pretty big in Hollywood. Like if you wanted to be somebody. Don You'd Steele. go to her. Yeah. Um, she got stuff done. Uh-huh. Um, but management changed and they were coming for her. So she had her child. I think what, what she's most known for, sadly, is um, she still continued to be successful. Let me right. just say that. But I yeah. think what might have really put her like what people might really know her for, if you weren't in Hollywood... Was that she had her baby mm-hmm. at 40, which she was kind of older. Yeah. Um, and while she's in the hospital with her, her first child, her first and only child. Yeah. Um, her husband gets the paper and sees that she's been replaced. Her position <sighs> has been replaced. Yeah. And she did, wasn't she aware. She just left, right? no idea. But funny enough, I think she, in the beginning of the book... It's it kind of like jumps to a moment where she says she remembers being in the bathroom, right? And like on the second floor of the building or whatever, and two she heard two secretaries talking about her, saying she's finished. <gasps> Dang. Yeah. So she didn't. That's really- so crazy how quick you can move, but like also how fast you can get yeah. get um replaced. Yeah. How fast you can be replaced and. They did her very wrong, and especially, I think what really hurt for her, too, was somebody that she looked up to as a mentor. Right. Really was kind of, it was like, it came down between two people saying, like, well, no, they told me to do it. No, he told me to, like. Wow, just pointing fingers and not taking responsibility. It was a huge mess, and that's the kind of thing that, it was, it's very interesting. I don't know if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff like me, but. I really want to was interested to see how Hollywood works. Right. Like, how are these decisions made? Um, it's just who's the next best thing. Who's and the she next probably best thing. Yeah. Novelty had worn off. And, yeah. Eh. She ended up uh, moving studios after that. Obviously, she didn't go back. Uh-huh. Um, what was she? Was she the president? Or she was president of, of production, I think, okay. vice president uh-huh. of production or something like that. Now, was she one of the first? Do you remember? She might have been the. I think yeah, because I remember reading. She, I don't know. If she was. She might have been the first. I'm not. You know, I can't Complete, even say. Yeah, but there's there's so there was a couple women in power like while right. she was there. Like, the thing is, she was, but it was very rare. Right, right, it was very rare. And one thing I also would love to kind of touch on was um she kind of had a rival her name was linda ops uh-huh. i don't know how to say it. it's obst uh-huh and it kind of re- remind me of the whole joan crawford and that davis feud, feud because yeah. except for it's not in in like happening in on film on or film in, yeah. but they were kind of rivals mm. and what i wish would have happened with you know bet davis and joan crawford is these two, Don Steele and Linda, came to an agreement. Right. Eventually, like I thought, you, you know, I apologize. Uh-huh. I, I thought you were trying to destroy me. Like Linda oh, told her okay. that. They came to terms. Like, and like, I was really jealous because here you are. Like I work just as hard, right. and you work hard too. But you're getting all 
the credit. Right. So, no, and wasn't she also, um, Don Steele, wasn't she also responsible for putting a lot of women that are in power now? Like, like at least, like, hiring a lot of women? She doesn't for, talk about that. No? I don't know if she is, but yeah. in the book, she doesn't. She doesn't I believe really in the backwards it. and heels, I think they mentioned something like that. Like, she, she tried to. She probably was, because yeah. it makes a lot of sense. She talks about how, growing up, she was a real, she was the girl who always wanted to be with the guys. Uh-huh. Like always, even when she first started in oh. Hollywood, but then it kind of turned into like, it changed. Right. It changed and she realized like, it doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for me to just only focus on being in the boys Around club. Around yeah. They did her really dirty. Like even when she was in positions of power, like they wouldn't let her sit with like the top executives <laughs> because she <laughs> she, cause she was... She was a female. and she should have been there, but it was stupid stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that, and that's funny because it's like that's even going into the eighties. Like yes, you'd think there'd be some progress, exact, but no, not no respect. No. I learned. I liked reading that book too because I also learned like a lot of people um, are big time producers. Like Michael Douglas, for example, uh-huh. was a big time movie producer back then. Oh wow! Like he's not just an actor; he has his own production company okay. and everything. Um, Penny Marshall, who I thought was a comedian. I think she's an actress. She died like two years ago. You should look her up. She's uh-huh. phenomenal. Um, she was big time in Hollywood. Her in, name came up a lot in, in that book. book. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting seeing how like, um, it's like a jack of all trades for people in Hollywood. Yeah. Like agents have a lot of power. Um, there's one particular agent. I can't remember who she's like one of her. One of her bosses at the time, like, or our coworkers, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's in charge of DreamWorks now. Okay. And uh-huh. Spielberg. Um, they worked at Columbia, I believe it was together at first. I think it's Columbia. I hope I'm right. not. But, um, even him, like, here was an agent he was trying to get in contact to, and she wanted nothing to do with him because this agent was like big, big time. She didn't talk to like, nobody's you know oh god so it just kind of really explains like the whole power dynamic that yeah. hollywood and you know how it's um built and how it works yeah so don Steele was a baddie she was bomb and i found out her daughter's actually an executive producer now her really? daughter's named rebecca Steele, yeah and she produced wonder woman she's an executive producer what? on wonder woman and wonder woman 1984 Jeez. yeah well, that's so, good pretty bomb. cool but uh, we are out of time, <laughs> so we are going to continue the series, but we hope you enjoyed what we we had to bring we to gave them. you today. Yeah, we definitely got a lot more coming at you, so just um, follow us on Instagram. We're Two Geeks in a Podcast on Instagram. Yes. And follow us there for all updates and when we post new stuff and episodes, just keep an eye out. And Have we'll... A good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.